are we going to get sued? Are we going to lose all our money? Are we going to lose our jobs? Was the biggest thing. Once I convinced them of that, it was pretty easy. Funky Bunch, welcome to the party, yo. Welcome to the party. Today, we're going to be partying with none other than Dr. Alan Miller. This dude's trailblazing. I fucking love this guy. I don't. I never met him before. We recorded this over the computer. But the reason I love him so much is because he's the first man, first human, gender aside, to get CBD approved by insurance so you don't have to be prescribed opioids. Can you let that sink in for a second? Freaking opioids, delete them. Remove them from your life. Anyone you know who they're in their lives, delete them. Delete the opioids. Dr. Alan Miller explains how he kind of got that done, where it all came from, his motivation to do so. He's a rad dude. You're going to love him. Before we jump into the podcast, I just got to shout out two quick sponsors. We got to shout out Hemp House Goodies, a CBD company. Alan Miller would fucking love Hemp House. He really would. Uh, they got drops, great for hangovers, great for sleep. They got they got gummies that taste delicious. You end up eating the whole pack in two sittings. You're the boy, your girl, one sitting. They're delicious little sour gummy bears, so cute. Second sponsor, Jim's Deli, man. Go roast the J and check out Jim's Deli. Washington Street in Brighton. In Brighton, it's chicken pot pie time. I actually had the, uh, they have this like giant breakfast burrito with with uh, hash browns, bacon, ham, other types of potatoes. I think they have two different types of hash browns, eggs, salsa. So check that shit out, Jim's Deli. Before we get lost in the sauce, ladies and gentlemen, Alan Miller! She was living in a single room with three other individuals. One of them was a male and the other two, well, the other two were females. God only knows what they were up to in there. And furthermore, Susan, I wouldn't be the least bit surprised to learn that all four of them habitually smoke marijuana cigarettes. Reefers. Hi, Connor. Thank you very much. I'm honored to be on your show. I really appreciate it. This is very kind of you. Uh, Any word we can get out about this uh, uh, is much appreciated. I run the only workers' compensation approved uh, program treating uh, chronic pain and acute pain and opioid dependence with CBD products in the United States. We are actually authorized by uh, work comp insurance carriers, multiple insurance carriers through a uh, claims management company out of Las Vegas. And we're actually rolling out as we speak. So we're looking at going into 22 states with this program. So uh, for all the people out there that have worked for multiple years, getting this on the word, I thank you very much. And now we're actually on the road to being across the board insurance ready or insurance approved nice that's huge so i actually i'm tied in with the insurance space in some respect i run a a digital marketing agency we do a lot of work with agents and i know for a fact like they all want to get into pot but they have such a hard time getting getting there because there's the big companies like the, the state farms and whatnot they don't want to touch it um at this moment how did you end up getting approval from somebody you know it's an interesting point is they want to use it 
they don't know how. The administration of this is difficult at best, was, was arduous and took me almost three and a half years, and it was a painful experience, both physically and, and emotionally, and I'll, and I'll go into that. But the biggest problem is, is it needs billing codes. It needs a, a, a dosage that is approved. All those things have not existed until now, especially right. dosage being the largest problem. How much do we get? Because there's not enough studies. So what we did is we, I've been with an insurance company and, and maybe I should start from the beginning and might, that might help a little bit, but yeah, that's the, the needed from the insurance companies was to get a, attorney approval, but they don't have the billing codes and they don't have the dosage set and nobody's approved it. And it's kind of like, Oh, you gotta be an NFL player to, to be an NFL player, meaning you have to do it to have done it. And if you can't do it, then you can't do it. So it's, it's catch 22 at its best. I've been, uh, I was a bodyguard in the early days uh, in uh, college. I worked with Farrah Fawcett and Jerry Garcia and a few others in my day. And then um, I, uh, I went to chiropractic college. I was a sports doctor. I was all over the world. I was with uh, U.S. track and field for a number of years. I was at the 92 and 96 uh, Olympics as an uh, accredited physician. The, uh, and then after, after 96 Olympics, I was uh, – or. No, I'm sorry, in 92, I was recruited by Carnegie Mellon University. And Carnegie Mellon University, and I was a biomechanics expert, and we did driverless trucks back then, um, setting up what we now have as autonomous cars now. That was for the United States Army. And leaving there, I became a biomechanics expert. I was recruited as a biomechanics expert for many ins uh, insurance companies. I'm a, I'm a court expert in about 14 states. And so... I had a place in Montana. Um, I raised horses and I've had my share of horse crashes, but one in 2005 really, really was devastating. A horse went back about 12 miles in the background in the back country. We were uh, looking for a bear. That was a problem. And horse went down, shattering both my legs and feet. I had oh, to, uh, yeah, it, 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 that's what I said. <laughs> and it was, oh, uh, it, it was, yeah, it was a beautiful day. It started to rain. We did it anyway. We were still looking. So we were wet. We came out about 11 o'clock at night and a horse went down and, and uh, flipped over and just, just broke the hell out of me. Uh, broke some ribs and a few other things. I uh, fortunately had a buddy with me and uh, helped me get on the horse and I rode the 12 miles out. And, and during that three and a half hours, which was a joy, it uh, temperature dropped below freezing. It started to snow and, and I got frostbite in my feet. Uh, interestingly enough, that actually saved my life because I didn't clot. I didn't throw a clot. Um, which is usually uh, usually part and parcel of, of this type of injury. So um, there was a grizzly bear in the mix, too. Uh, it comes out in a book. And uh, anyway, oh I get back God. to the rock, and they were going to cut off my feet. And it took, uh, well, it kind of took me off the playing circuit for a number of years. It took seven surgeries that I could walk again. And I got addicted to opioids in those seven reconstruction surgeries. Um, I have never... Up until this time, never had any association with CBDs or marijuana at all. My father was a Los Angeles policeman. My uncle was FBI. And my stepdad was Central Intelligence. So uh, if, 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 if I would have thought of it, I would have been shot, jailed, or thrown into a foreign country. Anyway, so in this process, I, I got addicted and... I started taking marijuana to get off to, and I found that I was just able to walk off the opioids. 
Yep. And my frostbite, my nerve problems went away due to the frostbite. I'm, I'm able to walk now. Um, not great. You know, it broke it up pretty good. But I can walk. And they didn't cut off my feet, Connor. Right. So I, I don't have to hop to the bathroom. It was, it was a great experience. So I'm sitting at – so I'm in Vegas uh, and for a conference. And one of the insurance companies I, I was consulting for um, had lunch with me. And they said, hey, you really look great. What are you doing? And I said, you really wouldn't believe it. Because they all knew the story. They used to go <laughs> yep. with me. So I uh, said, hey, this is really kind of amazing. You can walk. And I said, you, you wouldn't believe it. And I said, it's, uh, I, 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 I use cannabis. I got off the, the opioids. I, I can walk. And I don't need more surgeries. And, and uh, it's really great. And they said, well, you know, it's really interesting that you bring this up. Is We've been looking into this. And uh, we, if you put together a program, we'll implement it. Okay. Took me oh, three years. Did. Yeah, so that took me three years. That's what you've been working on for the last three years since you had that first meeting, huh? Yes, since yeah. that first meeting in the in uh, Guy Ferrer's restaurant in some hotel down there. Yep, at lunch over a burger. I said, yeah, and then we started planning it. In those days, it was really difficult. It was manufacturers were hard to find. We were in the early days, and some of the manufacturers, you know, went from cooking in their kitchen literally to. Uh, massive operations. So it was real difficult to put together and then get it approved. Because remember, I still had to go through all the attorneys. I had to prove no risk. Um, and that wasn't just the attorneys for the claims management group. That was all their clients, the insurance companies, so on and so forth. Yep. So then they issued uh, billing codes based on that. And now we're up and rolling and, and, and seeing patients on it. We're, and we're having a wonderful, uh, just an amazing reaction to it. So. Yeah, I imagine so. I mean, that's like what every patient who kind of has the stance that we have on opioids and, you know, the optimistic view on, on CBD and like the cannabis plant as a whole, they would love to hear just this. Um, so when you first, when you had that initial crash and you were battling the opioid thing, what was like the thing that switched in your mind? You're like, hey, I should try cannabis or how did that got, get inserted into your life? Um. I probably would not have left opioids. I thought I was functioning just fine, which is, which obviously is wrong, but you don't see that as an addict, right? You don't. Um, so I, I really didn't think there was anything wrong, but it started. And remember I'm a doc. So I got doctors that work for me and getting pain pills is probably wasn't probably as difficult for me as, as many others, but it still became very, 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 very difficult. And they're all telling me, you got to get off. You got to get off. You got to get off. And, uh, and, and, and the natural fear fears came to place is I, I can't do rehab and I can't do withdrawal symptoms. And I, I, I got to be able to function. Um, so basically I have, I have an assistant that let's just say is a, an aficionado of okay. cannabis. And, uh, she said, and I was having trouble and I was bitching one day and she goes, okay, that's it. Just get in the car. So she drives me down to her a place for a recommendation, gets me to a recommendation. She takes me down to um, a, a shop uh, dispensary and then off we went. And then it was experimentation, trying to figure it out, DIYing it just like everybody else does. Gotcha. So yeah, and it took me about, but it, it's within 120 days, I was off opioids completely. Yeah, really? Completely. That's completely. That's yeah, pretty completely. Damn pretty damn well, you good. know, was what I figured out, what was interesting, and, and, and studies show this, is um, cannabinoids and, and, and THC 
both reduce a person's want of opioids. It just shuts it off. And I found I would forget to take them. And I, I was cutting down 25% within the first three, four weeks max. And I, I, was, I was taking it coexisting with the, the opioids. Gotcha. And, and I would just forget, Connor. I, I, oh, you know what? I, I, I just didn't take it. And sooner or later, for after about three months, I was down to two, went from 12, 12 a day to two. And uh, after that, it was, uh, but it, it, it got me confident again. It made it so I walk again. The pain was subside. The symptoms went away other than generalized pain in the area. But in the frostbite, there's nothing you can do about that. Right. But it was a remarkable change, uh, just absolutely remarkable. So, and it really helped because that transferred really my practice into helping people go through the same thing. And then that's, we influx that into the insurance company. Right. That's huge. So at what point during that did you go, all right, CBD is like, I believe in this hundred percent. Was it like right in the beginning or did it take you to the time you got off the pain pills to be like, this, this shit works. <laughs> oh no, bet it took me about 10 days. Took you 10 days. I and started then... to see the effects. Yeah. I started to see immediate ref- effects in 10 days. And it was, it started out really subtle. Mm-hmm. And I, the, the nerve, the, the frostbite pain started to decrease. Um, I, I started feeling better overall. My mental aspect was a lot better. I was clear minded. Um, all those things started within about 10, 10 days. And at two weeks, I was really, really feeling the effects. And then I started within right after that, I started seeing, and, and I think this way anyway, I analyze everything ad nauseum about treatment because what I do. Mm-hmm. So I started keeping a journal and I went, okay, this is, and I took it day by day. This is what I felt. This is how I did it. This was the dosages and I tracked through. And, but it was almost within two weeks. I was a believer in two weeks. Absolutely. And then how long did it take? So you went through this whole thing, then you had that meeting at the conference, right? When you kind of right. told these people, how long did it take you to convince them? Was it just that one call? Oh, they were already, actually, I got to thank Kyle Turley for this. Uh, you're familiar with Kyle NFL. He goes out and he's talking about the, for CTA, um, CTI. Um, Kyle had, he, they had already heard Kyle speak. Yep. And the, the gentleman I work with, close hand, the president of, of S&C claims, had met Kyle and that they said, you know, we've read a lot of anecdotal evidence on this and, and listen, anything that we can do to, to help our workers and help reduce costs and, and save lives, we're all in. Mm-hmm. And the biggest thing, the biggest thing was the risk reward. Well, what's nice about this is there is no risk. Yep. We have no risk. Um, so it, it can do nothing but good. Mm-hmm. So that was, that was a little bit hard to, because that, that just doesn't ins- that doesn't translate into the insurance world. They, which is kind of a problem. There's a real miscommunication issue between what I like to call the marijuana industry, which covers everything, the cannabis industry, and insurance. They just don't know how to talk to each other. And and with your background, you know that they just yep. they can't they just don't see it. Um, but really, very quickly, they they were able to that was the biggest convince was, are we going to get sued? Are we going to lose all our money? Are we going to lose our jobs was the biggest thing. Once I convinced them of that, it was pretty easy. And then of course we came up with treatment and backed it with studies. And, and we had been doing, I had been doing clinical studies in my office with it, just treating patients. So it, it, 
we were able to come in and then they authorized it and they said, okay, you're the guy. And I have an exclusive in the States. I'm their expert. I'm their cannabis and intoxication expert in several States for SNC claims and several insurance companies now. Nice. So are you allowed to give out the name? Cause who, is there a big carrier, like a big insurance company? Oh, it is. oh yeah. I, I, I work with the claims management group. And the claims management group and workers' comp is, think of it as an upside-down pyramid, Mm -hmm. and this is the end of the funnel. The claims management group is at the end of the funnel. And all the insurance companies are sit on top of that, and then then on top of that is their corporate groups that buy workers' comp insurance, and then employees that get injured go through the claims management. So I belong to many um, that have authorized this. Gotcha. Do I know a lot of them? No, I don't. But it's all handled by the claims management group, which is had to go back and get it approved by all the carriers. Gotcha. So I work directly for claims management. Cool. And so it seems like with things like this, in it, in your case as a pr- prime example, it takes someone with a little clout like you who had the, the background, the experience. You've seen the opioid side of things firsthand and from prescribing other people or working with people who have been prescribed to you saying like, hey – I just went through this huge trauma and this is what I did to get out of it, get over the hump. And you bring that to someone and it seems like it takes someone like you in, in it, in the cannabis space for these bigger companies to say like, okay, let's go for it. Um, do you think that you're seeing that more and more, or is this just something that like is a byproduct of all these laws passing and whatnot? I, that's a really good question. Um, and it's several fold. The laws had a lot to do with it. If if you look back two years, the the attitude now, and, and I'm I'm kind of speaking directly to um, forty five and older into the baby boomers upward. Yep. Two years ago, it was bad. It was like the zombie apocalypse. Everything was bad. Now we're about two years later, and because of thank God, people like you. Uh, all the other news groups out there are really touting its benefits and effects. Figgy, uh, Charlotte's Web, um, all those Tracy, uh, Tracy with Sophie's organization, all that has come to, well, all these people can't be bad. It's saving children for God's sakes. And then you had Sanjay Gupta doing the CNN uh, documentary on it. All came to where, okay, I'll try it. I don't want to get high, but I want to try it. Right. And it's really taken off. Yeah, absolutely. That's the same way when I was, I became a believer in this. I was actually at my first uh, like cannabis convention, right? And my back was killing me because I inherently just have a, a bad back. And I was like, this is the perfect time. So I go over to this guy, I explain to him my, my situation. He's like, hey man, take this little tincture, drop it under your tongue, come back and see me in 20 minutes or whatever. I came back and saw him and like my back pain was gone. And that was the first time in my head, I'm like, oh, shit, there's, this is something. So I did a little more research in the same way that kind of I was explaining it. I had to explain that to my mom where she's like, I want to try it, but I don't want to be high. And I'm like, mom, take this lotion, rub it on your hands. She has terrible arthritis. Her fingers look like, they literally look like crooked toothpicks. Um, and I was like, just let me know if you do this for like a week straight. And she called me on like day three and she's like, this is incredible. I can't believe this is weed, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, it's not exactly weed, but like you're getting the gist, uh, which, which is awesome. And that's like, so that's so like empowering for me to see, um, because it is like, there is this voodoo 
around weed, but then you're getting these people that are, you said like 45 and up to believe in it, to try it, to dabble because they know they're not going to be getting stoned. You know? I'll give give you a funny statistic. Mm -hmm. The the baby boomer generation has changed. It's unlike any other generation. And, and, and I'll give you, and I'll give you a great example. The highest amount of STDs is in people over 60. (laughs) Oh, no shit. (laughs) No, I'm not kidding. Oh. They're, yeah, I'm not kidding. And in assisted facility, uh, in, in most assisted facility facilities, there is a sex shop of some sort. No, I'm not kidding. Mm-hmm. It, my age group, 16 and above, are just, you know, are, are active. They're, they're back with the, with the pres- prescriptions they have today for erections, things like that. It's like the seventies all over again. Yep. And what are they to lose? What are we got to lose? Right. Let's rock it before we go. Yep. And so that has helped this tremendously. Oh yeah. Because yeah, it's like wait, I can ride my bike, or I can go do this, or I can go do that, and achieve a lifestyle and a functionality that they haven't had before. Mm-hmm. It's like a miracle cure, and that's really helping uh, significantly. The, the 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 younger generation millennials all up are all used to it. They've treated their grandparents. They've seen it. It's not a big deal. Right. Nobody. Yeah. You know, it's just not a big deal. But the largest generation, this one, uh, the the paradigm shift has been very very quick. Mm-hmm. Very quick. They figured it. Once they saw, oh wait, I can do this, and they they personalized it. Off it went. Yep. The back to the the, the whole STD thing. Um, I <laughs> I heard that Jimmy Buffett's opening up. Uh, was it Margaritaville retirement homes or something like that down in like Key West, which is just going to be like, like you said, it's going to be like the seventies all over again, just in paradise. <laughs> oh, it is. That's yeah. what they, uh, you know, somebody told me this 20 years ago and I went, yeah, no, you know, it's, you're out of your mind. And it's one of the largest industries out there. And it's just, uh, it's kind of like paradise Island, you know, for, you know, older adults. <laughs> <Yeah>. It's just, you <laughs> be, you know, I, um, I find it hilarious, and, and 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 that's the way it should be. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, it, it's the way it should be. Yeah, you only got so many years left. You might as well live it up. And at that point, like they worked their whole life to be retired. Finally, go fucking enjoy it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And if this if this helps them enjoy it more, God bless you. Thanks for the thanks for everything you've done to help support this whole massive machine we have. And. God bless you. Rock and roll. <laughs> the, the the biggest change that I found, which 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 I never expected this. My dad was a policeman for 25 years. I remember, you know, going back to the 60s and and, and with my father on on Sunset Boulevard and out in Hollywood, California, and he'd bust, you know, for a joint. You'd go do 20 years for a joint. Yeah. And uh, you know, he's always when when I first started giving this. To my mother for dementia and Alzheimer's, my father, I swear to God, wouldn't talk to me for like a week. I think he thought my mother was going to show up on the freeway with a sign that says have sex for drugs. Oh, yeah, it, yeah, it just, I don't know what he meant, but that's kind of what my father was probably thinking. Mm-hmm. Fascinating thing, he calls me last week, and, and we've been, you know, he's been watching this transition. We've we we brought in, invest, we got an investment team that came in, very sophisticated group. You know, we're going in 22 states. We're, bla- we're actually talking to other countries as well uh, for the cost benefit analysis. 
And he comes to me and he says something very interesting. He says, you know, I'm really upset. And I said, well, you know, what are you upset about? He goes, they lied to me. LAPD lied to me. He says, there were, you know, I'm, I'm busting people for cigarettes back in the day. And this stuff could have saved a lot of lives. He was really very, I never, never thought I saw that from my father. That's cool. I mean, that's so a full circle. If they could turn my father around, yep. you know, you could, yeah, he was, he was a good cop. Yeah, it was a hell of a cop. It was on the Manson trial. Uh, was on the was one of the officers on the Marilyn Monroe death. Oh my god, it, it was a famous cop. Yeah, so for him to turn Connor, yeah, you know, hope in the world. Oh my god, that's awesome. Man. <laughs> All it takes it takes him to tell one of his buddies, and then it's. I think with the older generation, it is a lot of word of mouth. Like you get one person who they trust telling them, and it opens their eyes to like, hey, maybe I shouldn't have this harsh stance on it. Which is cool. I'm glad that people can come up to that. Yeah, I agree, and and it is word of mouth. You know, you have uh, with with the prevalence of cancer now in society, the you know, the the cancer patients are taking it. They're telling their friends. You know, they're they're all among these pods of of people that hang out together, and they they talk and they talk and they talk, and it just becomes logarithmic. Mm-hmm. And you're seeing it now. It's just just screaming. Absolutely. All right, so. I want to have you, I'm going to ask you just quick questions that if like the, the average listener is hearing this and they want to know like sure. how to get going, right? Um, if they want to, or a business owner wants to have some sort of workers comp policy, like what's the first, second and third step that they can be like, okay, here's my, here's what I got to do to get my people on this. Or here's what I got to do to get this in my insurance. Like this. It's, it's real easy. And uh, uh, well, I say that flippantly. Actually, I'm, I apologize for that. Uh, there's a there's a couple different ways to go. We'd be ba- happy to come in and, and consult and, and and bring all our data in, and and bring uh, the 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 claims management group will stand behind us and and help bring this to fruition for them. And we'd be more than happy to help them and show them the cost benefit analysis mm-hmm. for everybody. Here's a statistic that'll scare you: for everybody that we transition off of opioids, we figure we save in, the insurance companies, meaning saves anywhere from two hundred and fifty to five hundred thousand dollars. Not counting saving the guy's life, not counting putting him back to work, not counting changing his life, and by the way, his heir's life. Remember this translates into the children too. Right. This addiction policy. So you're helping a tournament and we're saving money and we're making, you know, uh, people's lives better. It's a win win for everybody. Mm-hmm. So if they call me, I'd be more than happy to coach them through it. And we do that as a company. We're a consulting company. We also bring in other products too. I have an exclusive for products, but I'm also I'm also the barometer for choosing products that come into our our groups. So we certify them and bring them in, so they can they can help patients. So I always do that as well. I'm always looking for something else. I we treat chronic my 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 area of expertise is chronic pain and and uh, chronic pain and this opioid dependence. But there's a lot of adjuncts through it. Remember the first millionaire for. Uh, during the gold rush, sold, sold shovels. Mm-hmm. Amen. <laughs> so, so you know, if you're not, you know, you're not a grower, you're not these other things, but you're some guy that came up with a great product that does X. Mm-hmm. In fact, I just got, I, I just got, um, we had interesting guy. Toke Smart was a uh, was a, a gentleman that came up with an idea uh, to help strip off the. The receptor, so we could attach the the cannabinoids better. He did whipped it up in his garage, and, and we're testing it now to see if it's its efficacy, mm-hmm. and it's working great. Yeah. So we're able to get people off faster. Mm-hmm. 
this is just one guy in his in his garage, so anybody can do this. Right. That's awesome. So the, when you're talking, reach out to you, right? Is this a mm-hmm. is this a business owner? Can an individual reach out to you? Like, what? Who should be the people that are? Okay, out good to you? point. If it's if it's a business, if it's a if it's a patient, and he wants to get on this, then he can call us, and we can we can work on getting it approved for him, mm-hmm. and and bring in our team. That's not a problem. Yep. Business owners call me, or uh, and then I'll transfer them back in and, and, and kind of guide them through the process. It's really not that difficult. Gotcha. We already have the mechanisms in place. We have the billing codes. We have the dosages that have been approved. Mm-hmm. Um, we have everything in place. So it's it's really at this point now, the three years has now come into a program that we just drop into other companies. Sweet. Yeah. So basically, anyone who thinks that this could benefit them can call you, and whether they're business individual, you're going to point them in the right direction. Exactly. Well, makes sense. Exactly. We're and even to Australia. Australia was here last week. Uh, Hawaii's coming in because remember what goes on in workers' comp is very, very similar to Medicare, mm-hmm. Medi-Cal, all those things. And the numbers of savings are fairly consistent. If those are consistent, when you get into foreign governments that are like one payer, uh, you know, payer systems like uh, Canada or things like that. They don't. They see savings in another way. Is it, it? It stops a tremendous amount of sequela type surgeries, heart problems, diabetes, liver, all that we see from opioid destruction. Right. Gotcha. Yeah, that's cool. It's like my buddies just sell software. A lot of them just sell like if you move to the cloud, you save twenty percent right. on on your data storage, and it's black and white. And then this seems obviously. You said there's the effects of. It impacts their children, it impacts their, their spouses, their life, their work, but it also impacts the bottom line, which is in the end, sadly, what moves a lot of things. Um, but that's, well, that's what moved this. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, let's be honest, you know, um, there has to be some sort of reward for the risk one is taking on something. And, and remember, we did this when before the farm bill. So it was a little. So I have to compliment SNC Claims and Dave Oaken and a lot of others out there that 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 he guided because he really took a chance. He he truly believed in and really wants to get people better. Hell yeah, yeah. That that's rare. Absolutely, um, really rare. So yes, we had a cost benefit analysis. Yes, we save a tremendous amount of money and allows them to grow and so on. But he was really into getting him off and helping him change lives. It's, it's just, it, you know, it was a perfect storm, you know, Connor, who would have thought, you know, I was going to go through the horse crash and get to this spot. It was never planned. Right. Never. And, and through a series of events here, we are, we meet up and I meet up with a guy that I've been working with for years in another aspect. And I threw out something funny and then uh, and it would have never happened if I wouldn't have gone down on the horse. Yeah. Never. I mean, I'm I'm a big believer that everything happens for a reason, but you just got to have the optimistic mindset to make sure that that's a good reason. <laughs> it seems like you had that. in this situation you had that or at least you spun it in a positive way. Uh which is And cute. we're on the same page. Yep. Yeah, we're on the same page. Absolutely. All right, so you mentioned the farm bill, right? Um Yes. That's kind of bringing like a lot of legitimacy to CBD because that's saying like, okay, we can now farm hemp. CBD is pretty much legal and there's still some gray area with certain things. But what do you think that's going to do in your field and also in just in general 
what's that going to do for cannabis as a whole? Well, it made it easier for us. We were, we were kind of sitting in, you know, some States there were issues and there were some different discrepancies between how to ship and things like this. That's all evened out. Now the rest of it's really kind of a classification kind of real simple problems that can be solved later on. But the biggest part is it's completely legal. Uh, CBDs with hemp based CBDs are completely legal. There's, there's obviously still some some controversy over uh, marijuana based cannabinoids. Mm -hmm. Even if you take out the the THC on it, that needs to be reclaimed. Uh, I know we'll see that shortly. We're betting on the fact that Cannabis is going to be descheduled probably within Trump's term. That's what we hear. Really? Um, if yeah, that's what we hear. And, and we're kind of moving in that direction. Because right now there are other states that actually reimburse the patient for the use of marijuana to control the pain after they've been hurt. Mm -hmm. New Mexico's like that. Uh, California is now like that. Um, there's a lot of different ways to do that. It has to be monitored, of course, and, and the insurance company gets involved because they're paying the bill. But we're moving, already moving kind of in that direction, just like CBDs moved it. it, it Farm Bill would have never come along if it weren't for everybody like you and all the people that downline and everybody that gets into this is moving it forward. It's, it's like a tidal wave that cannot be stopped. Yep. Why try? I, I feel the same way. I think it's gone too far. I feel like after the first couple states legalized it and kind of made it like erase the taboo, then it was just like, all right. We're not going back on this. No state is that's legalized it is ever going to be able to justify it to their people. Um, so like you said, it becomes that tidal wave that keeps building. And I'd, I wouldn't want to be the person or the politician or whoever who would step in front of that. <laughs> oh. No, I wouldn't either. And, and you're seeing it. You saw Sessions and you saw some of the others out there that, that you know, they bring up science that, or, or statements that just was absolutely ludicrous. The science out there, um, I, I don't, yes, we need more. Of course, but really, there's enough out there to give indications, and and there's a lot of guys like me. There's that do different in clinic stuff and come out with some great, you know, uh, positions on this. And it's anybody that says it doesn't work or anything else, yeah, you go tell that to Tracy Ryan or uh, Figgy, uh, Charlotte's web uh, developer, Charlotte's web. You go tell them. Go tell all the mothers that I have to deal with that that have reduced their cancers, their child's cancers, and their children are still alive today. Yeah, you go tell them it doesn't work, please. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I, I'm I'd you, like man. to see that. <laughs> I'm with you. I think yeah. you. You just get ganged up on, and I don't even know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just uh, it's it's ridiculous. It's just it's stupidity. The the thing now is, thank you. When I started in practice, we didn't have the internet. Yeah, I'm I'm 63, so I'm. I'm kind of, we didn't have really have the internet and the ability to get the answers that we want. Right. Now information is so accessible and my God, we're doing an interview over a computer. So, um, all that patients are smarter. They figured out with the de decline of healthcare and how they're getting treated, they go to Google yep. and they're extremely educated. They know their stuff. And you know, they're not going to be swayed. They want to feel better. This is it. Uh, I want it. And if, if, if you don't help me, then I'll find a doctor that will. Absolutely. Is, is the attitude now. Absolutely. Which is great. It should be that way. Yeah. And then you hear these cool, like, they're almost like miracle stories of, like, parents who self-treated their kids for, with epilepsy. And their kid went three months without a seizure when before they were going twice a week, they were having seizures. And you read that and you're like, there's, there's no way that this is 
just all like propaganda, right? Like, cause they're all, exactly. all organic. It's all from real people versus what you see on like these big bullshit news sites, you know? Oh yeah. It's ridiculous. Uh, Tracy Ryan is a perfect example. And uh, Tracy's Ryan is Sophie. Uh, daughter of Sophie. She had a fairly large uh, glioma, uh, a type of tumor on the back of her eye, and usually that's fatal. Mm-hmm. Um, she started giving her CBDs, treating her. Um, it, I just went to the child's sixth or seventh dance recital at age seven. Really? Yeah. Ooh. Tumor's down. Kid's doing great. Sweetest little girl. Uh, thank you, Tracy Ryan. But that took a lot of guts. And now... She's got Sophie's Sophie's org out there. You know, we know the story of uh, 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 Figgy with Charlotte's Web, and that's kind of where it started. Um, these parents want to save their children, and they're not going to take no for an answer. Yeah, absolutely. And 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 thank God. Mm-hmm. They, you know what? You know what I love about this business. This this business is primarily women. God love women. You just cannot say no to a mother. What? What are you going to? What are you gonna do? Yeah, they. Uh, I, I don't think this industry could be be better run by any other by women. I think it's they just don't take no for answer. And what are you gonna say? Yeah, I mean, what, I feel the same way. I was like, I'm look back. I'm like, try to get in the way of my mom doing something for me back when I was like ten or eight or whatever. It just wouldn't happen, especially if it was something she really believed oh, in, like some unconditional love thing, where like I was sick or like I I needed. XYZ for like a trip that was important to her. Um, I would not want to be in her way. Even still now, I would not <laughs> want to be in her way. But back when I was helping, I'm, I'm, no way. Yeah. I'm 63 and I have the same thing. I'm not getting my mom's 85. I, you know, you know, she can still take me. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, uh, you know, I, I'm these women and they're really to be commended have really, it's just amazing what they've pulled off. Absolutely, uh, and it's they will not be daunted. That's it. Once they get started, it's the mother bear thing, and that's it. You know, God help you to say no. <laughs> they've they've worked miracle, and thank God for them. Yep. So absolutely, amen. Um, all right, so I'm gonna wrap this up, but I gotta get. I ask everyone this. So if you reflect back and you look at little Alan Miller, 12 years old, 15 years old, 10 years old, whatever, you could look at him and give him one piece of advice that the Alan Miller in 2019 is it's like, Hey, this is what you should do or chill out. Whatever the piece of advice is, what would you tell yourself? Everybody else has gone through the same thing hmm. that, that there, there are two lessons I learned on this. If I may, one is learn how you learn. Are you a visual learner? And, and then learn how to articulate your ideas to, the opposite of uh, your your client. Industry only under for instance, industry only understands how to save money. Mm-hmm. Then talking that they don't understand the other. And the other is everybody's gone through the same thing, almost the identical same circumstances. Don't be prejudiced. Be open minded. Uh, obviously, do your research. But in the whole, your body is yours. I've been riding horses since I was a little kid and been bucked off since I was a little kid. So I, I have a few residual issues. You know, how ironically, you know, guy with several back surgeries after horses goes into chiropractic. <laughs> so that would be my big, yeah. yeah, I know, right? So <laughs> ironic. Um, 
the, the biggest part here is be open-minded, no prejudice. Everything has a value. You just got to figure out how to put it in its place. Everything has value. Everything and everyone has a value that can, that can help you move forward. And if you just ask, it's there. I love that, man. I love the learn how you learn and then learn how to articulate it. That's because that, that was something that I struggled with was learning how I actually learned. Cause I think my brain works a little differently than a lot of people's brains. And, but once I figured it out, I was like, Oh shit, this is, this is incredible. Cause in school, I'm not a test taker. I'm not good at math. I'm not good at writing papers, but there are things that I can do that a lot of people don't do or can't do. Um, so I'm really, I'm, I'm keen yeah. on that. That's a, you know, if I, if, if I, I can comment to that, that's, ex, that's perfect. The one thing that I learned and, and I'm writing a book on it is figure out what your skills are and be, and know how to use them, figure out how to use them and be happy. Mm-hmm. I grew up going, Oh gee, I'd, I'd really like to have Bob's skill or Jim's skill. Eh, don't worry about it. They got their own skills. Everybody has their own skill and they're a per and they're an expert at that skill. So you are an expert at your skill. Just figure out what that mm-hmm. is. It doesn't matter if you're bad in math and it doesn't matter. You can get somebody that's good in math. Right. Fact. I mean, I went, I went to this conference, I forget when it was maybe like 2014 and they had this guy who worked with Steve Jobs back when he was, Steve Jobs was like the, the king of oh, Apple yeah. or whatever. And, and his speech was the 10 things I learned from Steve Jobs. And one of them was, he's like, always hire people that are better than you, right? Which is you can always find someone to do the yeah. things that you're not great at. But you obviously have your thing that you kick ass at. And that's what you just got to hone in on. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You can always get you, – you, don't try to do everything because you're not an expert at right. everything. Right. Cool. Dude, I appreciate you coming on. Um, this is plug time. So where can people find you? Where do you want them to find you? And just let them know. Right now we're, right now we're, we're building the website. Uh, I'll give you out my email. It's uh, Dr. D-R Allen, A-L-L-E-N-M-I-L-L-E-R at gmail.com. Don't hesitate to call me and ask, uh, ask me any questions. I'm on LinkedIn and it's Alan S. Miller. Um, we do have a temporary site up at uh, doctorscannabisconsulting.com, and you can kind of read some of the, the stories. I'm a writer for MG Magazine, um, Edibles List Magazine, a few others out there. And uh, if there's any questions on this and we can help, you know, shoot, in, shoot me an email or go through the, uh, the websites. I'd be more than happy Sweet. to help. You heard it here. Dr. Alan Miller, thank you once again. Brah, brah, Alan Miller. How about that guy, huh? He's a gem, absolute gem. He's also trailblazing, like I said, and you heard it from his mouth. He's getting shit done. He might be responsible for saving more lives than firefighters, Superman, fucking Jack Bauer. I don't know. Look look at what he's doing. Opioids are killing people left and right, and Alan Miller's out here getting insurance companies to prescribe people CBD, Getting getting people to pay for someone else to have pot. Sort of. Hemp. Whatever. Shouts to Hemp House Goodies. Shouts to Jim's Deli. You want some CBD? Hit HempHouseGoodies.com. You want some Jim's Deli? Fly on out to Boston. If you fly to Boston, I'll fucking buy you Jim's Deli. We'll go on a Monday or a Thursday. We'll get that chicken pot pie. We'll get that pot pie. Thanks for tuning in. 
like always i love you bros i love you chicks i love you transgendered i love you it's i love you theirs i love you any acronym pronoun or pronunciation you want to be called i fucking love you peace